Hey, it's Che, and this is the Roleplay Rescue GM's Journal, episode 183. It's a raw and candid snapshot of my life as a gamer. It's largely unedited, be warned. And, well, let's get started. Things he won't share with us, the darkness in his brain, the dungeon master's plan, the pleasure and the pain. Morning, Friday the 5th of April, Friday the 5th of May 2023, oh my goodness Webster, out on the walk, it's overcast, light rain, probably around about 10 degrees, so kind of alright, I'm overheating anyway, having done the bit, the run bit, um, so an interesting weekend ahead really, I've got a day at work today obviously, um, should be full, so it's probably going to rush by. Debbie's out this evening with her friend having a meal, so I get home hopefully a little earlier than I normally do from school because it's Friday and until the end of this year. There's an extra sort of hour earlier finish for us. Um, that'll change next year as we extend the uh, the day and gain an extra lesson. Anyway, um, enjoy it while it lasts. That gives me the evening. She probably won't be home until, I don't know, seven or something like that she's going out for a meal with a friend so maybe later than that um and uh so that gives me a a chance to sort of get home and recover and and eat and and then wow open time and i'm thinking that i had a really lovely message from simon from legend of the bones yesterday regarding episode two of uh the solo tales um episode and that spurred me to release the third episode really last night but it's been released this morning um on to five dollar patrons and then it will get released uh it's sort of on an early access it will get released to everybody um early june um and out to the roleplay rescue main show as a bonus episode around about i think the 9th of june something like that um but it's also spurred me to think that I was thinking about doing Royal Poly Rescue Solo Tale podcast. Um, I now have three episodes. And um, I was thinking like a monthly release to that with, uh, yeah, you guys, patrons, um, getting early release. Um, Might be quite a good plan. I think I might be able to manage a monthly episode. So um, there's certainly enough um, material now for... I think something like six or seven episodes um and the game's still kind of slowly continuing so the only issue i might have is if i end up recording them faster than i'm playing so that's the the reason for slower pace um at the moment i'm playing about once a month so it's not quite enough actually i need to play fortnightly really but anyway um i was thinking this afternoon i might sit down and start recording episode four um we'll see how i feel at the end of the day because usually i'm pretty tired but might be like able to record a scene or something like that and that'll be good and then saturday night is saturday night gamers um 
asking them what they wanted to do. Got like, oh, Dungeons of Thal is fine. Although I do sort of worry that the dungeon game is, um, I don't know, perhaps going to be limited, um, limiting in the sort of what I know the players like, you know, deep rich games. So I don't know uh, how they're experiencing that. Um, I read a, a post on Discord today from Shandy Andy. Hi, Shandy. Um, and uh, he was talking about he's been in a one e dindy one e game for about eight sessions now, live face to face. That's really appealing to him. But they're playing dungeon games, and as much as he tries and steer, steers it away from dungeon crawling, he was saying he's getting a little bit bored. Um, and I don't know whether that's just because the particular dungeons and the style of play is kind of shallow. Um, wow, the wind up here. Sorry about that. Um, you know, I hope that if you were to run a dungeon crawl with plenty to explore and a really deep sense of world, that if that would be enough to sustain a long-term game, I kind of is my gut. That is my gut. But um, yeah, I think a lot of people just do it as a sort of series of rooms, find the treasures, kill the monsters kind of approach. And that is ultimately dull as far as I'm concerned. Um, anyway, he was lamenting. What he was really lamenting in the message, I think, was that they're playing 1E and in, ostensibly in Greyhawk, but he's not seen any evidence of that in in the roleplay session. So no evidence really that they're playing in Greyhawk. Um, they're just doing dungeons. And it's interesting to sort of reflect on that. So I'm hoping you guys who are playing in Thal, uh, that it is a little deeper and richer, but um, you'll have to let me know and uh, I can adjust. And of course, there's nothing stopping you, you know, either shifting to something a little deeper if you don't because style exists as an open table game for drop in you know to pick up something if you've got nothing else to do oh we can always play a bit of that then um but actually i have two other games that are bubbling away uh, in the background one of them certainly um, bubbling away so you know there are options in the end though you know i'm gming for those guys and as long as the games i'm running are, are fun for me and running thal is easy and kind of fun so it's you know it's not a problem to do what they would like to do within those those games that i enjoy running so you know that's all fine um, i think the biggest thing is that um rev derek's back this weekend to our group and he'll need to create a character and he's notoriously anti-gerps um i hate this game is the constant mantra and uh so we'll just have to see how he gets on with simple dungeon gerps um but i i suspect that he will just continue hating the game in a sort of fairly irrational kind of way <laughs> sorry mate but i just don't get it honestly um just because character creation when you first experienced it was badly handled and i'll put a hand up to that um doesn't make a game bad and and frankly having had a 40 minute experience rolling up a character for an apparently rules light game the other day um i uh i think 15 20 minutes rolling up a character in simple dungeon gerps is really comparably fast simple straightforward but of course i'm biased because you know barry and i worked on that so um i hope he enjoys it anyway that's all that's the main thing isn't it but uh, we'll see uh, and then that leads me into Sunday. So Sunday, I um, I think I'm going to be going to church on Sunday. I've, I've not been for too long, uh, frankly. I keep kind of allowing things to get in the way of that. And then in the afternoon, I think, because it's a long bank holiday weekend, um, I'm obviously be spending time with Deb. I might try and get some solo in. 
And then Monday we're off. I have no idea what we're doing, although I do have, I think, scheduled. I haven't got a time nailed down, but I have a meet, a chat online with Zoom to do a recording with a guest. Um, so somebody contacted me via um, Mastodon, or actually, actually, you know, via the blog about something I posted um, in relation to the school club and the experience of the free form of gaming they're doing and wanted to have a conversation about it. So that is slated and penciled in. I, we haven't kind of nailed it down too much for Monday. So I'm hoping that will go ahead because it'll be a, a good, another opportunity to have a conversation with somebody and, and learn something. So I'm looking forward to that. Anyway, um, wittering, so I'll leave it there. Hey, Jason here. Just listen to GM Journal 182. I would love to help you with your zine project. I could talk a number of games, so you, you could let me know what fits in the best. You know, Barbarians of Moria, ICRPG, Boot Hill, doesn't matter to me. You know, I've got a bunch of games I like. I'm happy to help with the project. As far as We Deal and Lit, it's interesting. Um, we, we did have some rules discussions, I agree with you, and you know, Hobbs, this was only the second time you ever ran it, so that's totally understandable. And I think once, I think if we, I think, just like you alluded to, the second or th- third time we played it, probably the next session, there would have been a lot less rules talk. But it was just trying to figure out the very basics so we could do what we wanted to do. Um, but, it, yeah, it's interesting. I, I was kind of, I agree with you, that, that character sheet's not well laid out. I'm actually going to do an episode on wheel we deal on lead, so I'll, I'll put more thoughts out in that one. But I I don't know. It's interesting because there are definitely a lot of people that do enjoy interacting with the mechanics. You, you know, Joe Richter over Hindsightless really likes to interact with the mechanics. He feels a game that he doesn't have mechanics to interact with would be boring to him. Where I'm kind of in your camp. If I don't even if I never roll dice, it's not a big deal to me. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's really interesting. So that's Brian again, and just uh, finished listening to the journal 181, and also had read, I think, the corresponding post on your website, just feedback on how the kids at the club are playing, and uh, maybe maybe very similar to you, this kind of kind of warms my heart and, and inspires me, just on how you, you'd think that my, my, my impression is that these, and this is really an, an assumption maybe, is that kids come there hearing maybe D and D, and then maybe fifth edition or pieces of it from media? Maybe they played. There's a bunch of books and boxes of games, and and they may not even know. Like me, when I started getting back into it and running Five E, may not even know all the rules to Five E when they first run it and play it. But they just dive in and they mix and match and they play and they go and. It, it is similar to how we played as kids and, and especially when we first got into it and, and really didn't have, or even if we did have some, you know, some older, I, I guess, mentors, really just kids who, who knew how to play. And, and I, I, yeah, it, it, it just, I'm, I'm still striving to do that. And even when I run games, we're going to be running some OSC and a few other things here soon, starting next week. I, I'm really trying to remember that to not prep too much, but also not get hung up on, the, the rules and enforcement and especially people not familiar. So really good to hear. Thanks. Hey, it's Sunday. What is it? The 7th of May, 2023. Yesterday was coronation day. Um, we spent quite a bit of time watching the actual ceremony and a bit of parade afterwards. Um, 
And uh, yeah, no, it's what it is. I'm not a massive royalist, but it was, I think on a professional level, I found it curious and I was uh, kind of keen to watch. Um, I just couldn't help think that I wanted to stat up all of the sort of regalia, you know, like the staff and, and rods and orbs and rings and everything else just look so much like really cheesy D&D um, magic items. But there we go. That was just one observation. Um, last night I ran a game of GURPS Dungeons of Thal. Um, I think it was possibly the worst session I have run of any game for quite a while, from my perspective. Um, I think the guys had sort of a vaguely a good time, but we're, our group of five actually ended up being three, uh, two guys just bailing for personal reasons. And again, you know, that's understandable. Um, I also was very out of sorts. I don't know why, but when I arrived, I was I was kind of extremely tense and out of sorts. So I know that the contamination in my mind, this whatever was you know clouding my uh, judgment and everything else, was is definitely a factor. Um, and sort of some sort of internal resistance, I guess. But um, yeah, the problem was that having spent last weekend talking about how, uh, as a player, I find it really annoying when we dive into rules. We found ourselves constantly having to look stuff up and that was largely because we have two wizards um and the guys for the first time really started to cast the spells and use the spells and um because i don't have the level of sister mastery that i would really like to have um, with third edition gurps i was we were having to look stuff up and interpret things and all that um and on one level i think that's okay that's kind of learning process and i think that the guys will probably have the attitude I suspect they have the attitude of, well, that's the thing. I mean, Bob expressed it, my friend Bob, who's playing fighter. You know, this is the thing we're learning. But I felt incredibly um, self-conscious about that. And, um, you know, in, in comparison to, like, my ideals of what I'd like to do with my gaming and the sort of the gulf between my ideal and where I'm at right now uh, was very apparent. And so that led to a realisation this morning that I really do need to focus on learning this game and, I mean, part of that is, you know, like my solo game is BRP right now. Why? Um, I mean, I started it with that, um, and at the time it was great to do. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm investing time and effort and, and, and mental, you know, effort, if you like, into learning and maintaining a system in my in my head that, will I play this with other people? Probably not. And there's nothing wrong with, by the way, playing a game for yourself, right? But actually... Um, you know, in the longer term, I know that I'm wanting to master GURPS. And um, so I, I think it's about decluttering. It's about, again, it's about like saying, well, I'll just take away all those other things. So the barriers to that were all like, I didn't quite know how to get the effects that I wanted for the game world. So when I started this project, you know, it was, I started that BRP thing. It was because I'm, I was kind of intimidated by fourth edition GURPS and I didn't quite know how to get the, the magical effects that I wanted. So the easiest thing to do was to go to a game where I did know how to do that or at least have that kind of effect, which is what I wanted is spirit magic, you know, the, the, that from really from RuneQuest. And so I sort of, in the end, you know, what I did is I did the easy thing, right? I went down the route of something I'm familiar with and I know it already has it. I sort of took a prescription Um in regards to that game, I've been enjoying it, but I have to admit, I keep running up against things that I find you know, uncomfortable, right? So it's um, it's kind of interesting. So uh, um, I think that what I need to do is just like spend a bit of time 
playing around with the GURPS game, that you know, third edition game that I'm actually running. You know, that's the system I'm running right now. I need to muck about with that, I think, and and explore it more. And and that means digging into like how would I do Spirit Magic with it, and what solutions already are there because there are, I imagine, stuff out there. I know there's some stuff about it in GURPS Ice Age. I know there's a book called GURPS Spirits. I know there's GURPS Religion. All these sources that may well have some you know, ready-made solutions that are comfortable or if not, well, figure it out. I mean, it's not actually that hard. So really, you know, it's a matter of kind of like taking it on, isn't it? And shaping things the way you want them to be. So um, yeah, that's where I'm at this morning. And uh, oh, I'm just going to shut up and go and get on with it. Aloha, Che. It's Brian. I just finished listening to the Journal 182 and have a few comments. So the first one for this message is on the Roleplay Rescue zine or digest. I think that's a great idea. I would definitely love to contribute. I have to get my act together to do more writing just overall, not specifically for games or anything. But something like that could get me focused and I would be interested in contributing. I don't know... If I mentioned it to you or if anyone mentioned it, uh, but there, there is an interesting, uh, it's actually a video, I guess a YouTube channel, but they do a podcast, Grog Talk, uh, some guys in Florida. Um, it's focused on AD&D, first edition. Uh, it's pretty funny. Uh, I know one of the guys is from New York, so it's my kind of humor. <laughs> but um, but the, the main thing that I think that comes out of that, that is a huge benefit to the overall gaming community, is they do a zine, flipping and turning, of, of AD&D material, custom stuff that they write. You can order print copies, but you could also just get the PDFs online for free. And it's done by a group called Smoldering Dung. They're absolutely fantastic. And if you're like me, um, who is probably more nostalgic for AD&D growing up with it, uh, you know, then would ever say that that's my ultimate system forever. Uh, it, it, it really hits that sweet spot. So yeah, I love the idea of a zine. Hey, Che, it's Brian again. The second piece of feedback on 182 I had was just kind of following on your discussion of observing the, the kids in the D&D club and the way that they just jump in, improvise, and even don't worry too much about the rules. And I've said it, you've definitely said it before. This goes way back to even when I started playing, mostly with the BX rule books and an addition of some AD&D materials, mainly the player's handbook and then modules. And I think the DM screen, because we had the DM screen for a while and never really understanding the differences between them, just assuming that there was basic expert. And then on top of that, there's advanced. And so we just kind of jumbled them all together. And uh, being young and not really understanding all the rules anyway, I, I don't know that that ever phased us. And in many cases, still just made it up as we go. And I, I think you're onto something. I would love to hear more about, and I may have to dust off the, the mic and do a, an episode, um, about your experience briefly into Cairn or those types of rule sets. Because I've been on and off, but lately I've been intrigued again by it mainly to see if it helps answer some of the questions you're trying to, that does it get enough rules out of the way for the player and keep them immersed or, or not? And I think that's uh, you know still to be answered. Cheers. Hey, morning. It's um, a Tuesday. I want to say the 9th of May, 2023. Um, and it's back to work today. Out this morning, it's about 11, 12 degrees centigrade. Um, sunny been raining overnight so there's quite a lot of water and 
and mud, but uh, the skies are clearing, the sun is shining, it's very beautiful. I thought I'd do a quick check-in. Um, so the weekend was really a weekend of rest for me more than anything. Um, I uh, did play on Saturday night, but um, yeah, I didn't meet my own <laughs> kind of expectations, I suppose. Um, but I had a major realisation, which was that um, uh, really I've got to sort of focus. Um, and what I want to become is a bit more of a master of of one or two games rather than um, a sort of jack of all trades, really. So, um, yeah, that was a kind of key realisation. Um, so, obviously, Saturday was coronation day. We spent about two or three hours kind of watching the coverage and, and then into the game in the evening. I think I've mentioned all this. So, uh, Sunday, Monday, we went for... Well, I went to church on Sunday morning... In the afternoon, we went for a walk to Rufford Park, we are Rufford Abbey, which is not too far from us, about half an hour's drive. Um, and we have a walk in the woods. It wasn't horrendously busy, actually. It was a really bright, sunny day, and we knew that Sunday was going to be the best day weather-wise, so we decided to go out then. Um, Deb took a camera and had a really lovely time out, and in the afternoon, we sort of relaxed, really, at home. I began to look through GURPS spirits and... That led me to get through religion as well. Um, and I had kind of another realisation really yesterday that uh, the kind of questions that we're talking about here, spirituality and religious belief and everything, to me, are really much more interesting than, um, you know, I think a lot of people <laughs> seem to think. So uh, I guess it's not of no surprise given my, my profession, but... Um, I sort of realised that I'd, you know, when it comes to building worlds, especially fantasy worlds, um, I think this is a really great starting point, asking the big questions about, you know, who we are, where we come from, um, and what's the nature of, of uh, you know, humanity, really, and obviously all the other creatures that are there. And obviously I really am quite drawn to a very animistic fantasy realm, so um, that's a realm where, you know, spirit is in all things. And uh, I think that's kind of where I need to allow my, my writing to go, my prep and, and my ideas to go, actually. So that was good. Um, had a really nice chat yesterday afternoon um, online with Rune Slinger of the Casting Shadows blog, YouTube channel and podcast. And he wanted to talk to me about um, you know, my school club and some of the realisations I'd had there around... Um, uh, you know the kids largely taking the core mechanisms and improvising and we were doing some comparison with some work he'd done on a creative writing course using role playing games down in South Korea so that was an interesting chat and we've recorded it I have yet obviously to edit it but that will be an episode for the main show so I'm looking forward to getting it out to you guys that was a really fascinating conversation and big thanks to Anthony if he's listening um, so that was good and then um Really, I've, I've kind of allowed myself rest more than anything else then, other than, you know, so those things were going on and what have you, but I was, I was keen to, I'd, I'd drafted, essentially I've, I've scripted an episode of the, of the main show, but I didn't record it this weekend, and um, at first I thought that that was sort of a problem, but I actually realised, you know, I'm a couple of weeks ahead anyway, and, uh, and I just needed to rest, so I've allowed myself to rest. 
which is a good thing. Anyway, uh, big thing yesterday morning um, before having a chat with um, Runsling Anthony uh, was uh, another book um, decluttering, really. So um, another big tranche of books ready to be picked up on Saturday to go to a, a reseller and have a number of things I probably can take to school to give away. Um, not least of which is an entire box set of Savage Worlds Adventure Edition. So, uh, yeah, just really, again, cathartic, I think, really. Probably the best word to sort of let things go. The sacks have kind of decreased again. Um, and Deb, by the way, is kind of happy to see that happening. Um, not least because, you know, we kind of need the space. But I think, for me, it also genuinely feels quite good to let a lot of things that have just been you know hanging around let them go um it's it's kind of made easier by the fact that a lot of things are, are exist digitally anyway so i know in the back of my mind if i want to look up stuff i can you know but um i just feel like physically it's quite a relief to, to let things go so that's been happening um and so yeah i'm looking ahead i've got tomorrow night will be dv club um actually thursday night's quite tough because we have another pair this evening so i'm probably going to have to try and record the gm's journal earlier again this week um but then into next weekend there's nothing planned as such so we'll see see how things go really i'm um sort of just finding my way and i don't know I i think that this is a good time for me it's um a lot of really good thinking is sort of um, I don't know, bubbling into a much clearer kind of state. That's probably the best way of putting it. Hey, morning. It's Wednesday. I'm out on the walk. It's uh, cooler, seven degrees, but brighter. Uh, very sunny. Cloud is largely cleared. I think there's been perhaps a little rain overnight. Um, and yeah, today is um, the school games club, um, which is primarily a sort of role-playing group. Um, I think I'm going to once again take along my gym emulator deck and my notes for my solo game, um, simply because. Uh, although it's kind of noisy, I'm wondering if I might be able to get a few minutes play today if I'm not involved in running anything. Um, from my book clear out, I'm just going to take a couple of things. I've got a full sort of Savage Worlds boxed starter set. It contains, I think, the rules and various other bits. Plus, you've got the, um, what they call the chips for... Um, the uh, points, I can't even remember what they're called in Savage Worlds now, and um, I think even there's dice in there and stuff, so I'm going to take that along, along with the Rifts box set for that as well, um, as those are going to leave my collection, I have them digitally obviously, but they're going to leave my physical collection because I just haven't played with it, and I think I got that set in about, well it arrived during the pandemic, I, you know, so I bought into the Kickstarter for rifts or long before the pandemic and I bought into Savage World's Adventure Edition long before that so you know I haven't apart from the odd like taster game here and there they've just not been used so they're gonna go and uh, I think what it'll be is a case of having them in the club and saying if you want to use them you're very welcome 
Um, but other than that, some other thoughts. I've been exploring, really, the sort of roots of setting building. Now, the game I'm running, which started with Craig's Ruin and uh, has now gone to three episodes of me recording it, a solo game, is uh, kind of cool. And um, I think that is like the beginnings of a fantasy world that I'm building. It's kind of always was the intent. Um, but of course, as with all fantasy worlds, and I had this realisation um, the other day, but I think that they are initially always influenced by the other things we experience within a hobby. So, for example, Glorantha started out very influenced by um, the Dungeons and Dragons. Um, and the original RuneQuest game sort of shows the vestiges of that. But what uh, Greg Stafford was doing was introducing sort of strongly spiritual, mythical element to the game. And I think that those early scenarios show that it was being played in a sort of D&D-ish kind of way. But over time that it evolved into something a bit different and the world got reshaped as a result of that. So I think that's what's happening with mine and I think that that's okay. I think that it's fine that you find your feet. I've been taking a lot of influence from early RuneQuest and from Magic World and from other BRP sources. And I think now is very much time for me to consciously shape some of that. Um, and so I was, last night I was looking at um, Gert's religion and of course I've continued to look through Gert's spirits. I think I said yesterday that this was something that I felt was very important to me to have at the heart. But there's another element as well and I want to look at a couple of cultural things. I've been reading Stephen Pressfield's The Warrior Ethos, which is a very slim paperback, very cool. Um, it comes, I think, largely from his work around Alexander the Great and uh, also the Spartans, um, the Gates of Fire and all of that. Um, but also, I think, from his experience as a US Marine, I believe. Um, and what he lays out is the sort of warrior culture, the warrior ethos is, is about that. Um, and it's in some respects it's a sort of sociological study but uh, what it's really doing is drawing on those historical resources and painting a picture of that ethos and I think it's great I think if you uh, I want to have warrior cultures in my game world um, but I think it's one of the biggest areas in which we can explore what that means um, you know through our fantasy and um, so it's a really good source book from that point of view um, <laughs> just in terms of the ideas and the cultural things that are in there and I think that is something I'd really like to inject into my game and um, I, perhaps as a, a foil to or even a you know a, a contrast to the kind of culture that I've already introduced which is a very pastoral culture with sort of overtones of the warrior culture um, it's very confused and I think I think it's for me to sort of like um, just pass that out a little bit so um, what's in my mind to do is, is a little bit of writing over the coming uh, days and weeks to flesh out the world a little bit more. Um, I think that it's great to get started playing and I think that's really important but I also think there's an element in which you can sort of step aside and you know flesh out like some of the things that are going to be true in this world and they don't necessarily have to be sort of just emergent through play they could be things that you just decide um in the same way that a gm would and of course when you're playing both sides of that um you know gm and a player um you can alternate so that's a real strength of solo gaming i think um and i'm finding that solo gaming is is perhaps the one of the best ways for me to actually write and prepare and develop 
a game because I feel like within, you know, within, uh, I've done about 10 sessions, I think, of, um, of the game. And in that time, I've already started to sort of flesh out and get a sense of character and world. Um, now it is like for me to sort of develop that a little bit. And I think that it won't be very long before that becomes something that I feel confident enough, including other gamers in. So if someone wanted to come and play a game in that world, um, that, that actually would be possible. And of course, it's the thing of like bringing um, the balance of the rules behind the screen, I think is a really cool thing to do and to allow the players to focus on like the, the details of your world and your culture and all the other things that they need to sort of become part of. I also think there's great strength there then if you're going to sort of try and impart culture to players in starting with youth characters um, and having them come of age because again the culture of the society they're in will have inculcated certain beliefs but actually it's through the experience of those and and facing the challenges that you know those people would need to face to really take their place within the culture that actually then they would um i think the player can learn those with the character and i think that that's a real strength of role playing as well and um then of course it encourages longer term play too because if you once you've come of age as a character you want to continue with your character and take it forward um i think at least the first time that you're in a world that's really important um and i hadn't considered it before frankly so you know here we go it's developing my my understanding of the game already so loving it um and from that i will have to tonight put together this episode of the gym's journal because tomorrow night is parents evening and so on that note i bid you adieu game on (laughs) 